Being a Wednesday, it's a regular chat now with Hamish Brayshaw, captain of the West Coast Eagles Waffle lineup, and of course, all things Waffle. He joins us on the show, coming off a very, very good performance, albeit you didn't get the chocolates, Hammer. Yeah, Gus, thanks for having me back. Uh, no, it was a good weekend. I mean, Subiaco are, I think, still the best team in the competition, and uh, and we we know we matched it with them for pretty much three quarters, and and got to the last, and with two, with two goals up, and then they just sort of flexed their muscles a bit and then went bang. So, you know, we uh, we were pretty happy with the way we performed. We still sort of thought there was some room for improvement, but, you know, to match it with a team like that for the, the way we did, we were uh, we were very impressed. Uh, it's a good blend you've got going at the moment at West Coast Eagles Waffle. You've got enough AFL experience and you also got some players that when you tick them over, your, your top-up players, your Waffle top-ups or uh, some of your ammos, they're starting to get a bit more in tune with what's going on. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, I've said it a few times this year. I think 10 AFL-listed players is probably the, the, the cut-off where we're competitive. Uh, anything around that, it's, um, you know, here or there. But I think, you know, the start of the year, albeit it wasn't the best start we wanted, it gave a lot of our waffle-listed guys some league experience that they otherwise would have, wouldn't have got. Um, so you look at it now and, uh, and, and, you know, you've got some guys that have played probably 10 league games. That, like Joey Deegan, he's really starting to play um, good footy. Even Zane Sumich has come now. He's, mm. he's, he's putting together a really good uh, back end of the year. So, you know, we had to bud some guys earlier earlier than we probably should have. And, um, and you know, I think that's paying dividends now because they're really on board with the system. They, we're, um, they're connected with the AFL-listed guys when they come back. And, and we've sort of, we're more of a team at this stage of the year, which unfortunately has come a bit little too, little too late. But, you know, you look forward into next year and, and going forward, and that's I think that's really good progress for our young guys. No doubt. So you get back on the horse this week, of course, and you've got East Perth, who, again, we saw, I think we've ever said every time you played East Perth, they they just ticking around the edges. They're winning enough games to, to give them some hope, and uh, they're going to be tough to beat that game, of course, at Leaderville Oval again. Yeah, absolutely. They beat us by, uh, I think, 60 points or six, 10 goals last time we played them, and, uh, and we had a pretty good team back in there. So... I think we're a different side than we were back then, but uh, no, certainly they're playing some good football. Um, you know, they they like to move the ball, they like to hold, retain possession. So we've got to be, you know, pretty switched onto that. But uh, yeah, I think if we can just bring the energy and the, and the same system that we have brought, I'm not sure what the uh, our waffle list is going to look like with injuries at AFL and and the like. But uh, you know, I think whatever whatever team we put on the park, and, and that's probably where we're at at this point of the year. Wherever whatever team we put on the park, we're gonna, we know what we're going to get. We're going to get a consistent effort. Um, and that system, I think, is drilled into all the boys at waffle level. So regardless of AFL selection, I think we'll, uh, we'll have a pretty good and competitive team. Hamish Brayshaw, our guest on Sporting Goss, talking all things waffle. A little bit different, isn't it? You're playing at 2.10, your game, of course, and you know, 30 minutes later, your AFL team is playing because of the way COVID has uh, come across and the way the fixtures are constantly changing, and they're taking on St Kilda. It's a little bit weird. It is. Well, I mean, as it stands right now, Wednesday, it's... Uh, that's how it works. So it, Thursday could be something completely different. <laughs> so you never know. But I mean, it's you know they're t- 20 minutes apart. I'm not sure what that'll uh, what that'll mean for a medical sub or a travel or an emergency for our team. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm I think a lot of the boys are past the point of really paying too much attention to the waffle. Uh, sorry to the to the COVID situation. We just you just go out, you play, you, you know where you got to play, you know what time you got to play, and you just roll up and you play footy. So. I think the uh, the COVID stuff is getting to a point where it's just yep, bugger it, whatever happens happens, and uh, and you can't really try and predict too much because it can change on a whim. So currently playing at 2:30 the AFL, but it could easily change in 24 hours. Who knows? But 
you know, it's uh, it is a, it will be a little bit weird, but you get that unfortunately sometimes. Spoke to Aaron Black a little bit earlier in the show. West Perth, are one of the form teams of the competition, they've won their last five games. They take on Peel Thunder, of course, at Provident Financial Oval. Peel look like they've just lost touch now with the top five, uh, and they've had they've still got a, a a lot of AFL experience. They've been a, a tad disappointing. They haven't had Will Scope for the last couple. He's got a so-called broken back, even by his own declaration. He says it sounds a lot worse than it is. But uh, you'd have to be tipping West Perth there, I'd imagine, on form. Yeah, I will be. Um, they're playing some really good footy. I mean, I think at this point of the season, the top five is pretty much locked away. Mm. I mean, Swan Districts are, are there or thereabouts, but I, I think they'll probably hang on and, and you know win another couple of games to get in. But, yeah, Westport, West Perth are, are playing really good footy. And, and they played, you know, when they played us, they smashed us at the start of the year. So they're, uh, I know that they're a really quality side. Peel Thunder do have that AFL list and that AFL experience, but I just think the way uh, West Perth moving the footy and playing there, uh, they'll be a little bit too good this weekend. Claremont are at Revo Fitness Stadium. Claremont Oval, they take on the Sharks. Yeah, oh, you know, that's another one where I think Claremont are just a, a touch too good for the time being. Uh, if Harry Taylor was still playing, maybe that would swing it East three hours away. But uh, no, he's back up in Durant, I think. Mm. So it'll be uh, it'll be Claremont for mine. Yes, he's playing in the Country All-Stars versus the local Amos, I think, uh, this weekend, Harry. So coming off two goals, seven. So he's uh, he's looking forward to getting hitting the scoreboard through the big sticks. <laughs> uh, Perth, you're, uh, of course, they uh, play at Mineral Resources Park as well. If there ever has been a club that has been decimated by injury at the top end, and a big phrase, McInnes went down again, he must be getting close to the end. Yeah, well, it's uh, they have been absolutely smashed this year with injury. They've got... You know, Josh Smith, their recruit from over east, has come over and hurt himself. Fraser hurt himself in the first game, came back, and now he's done again. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll get the win. I think who have they got this week? They've got uh, Swan Districts. Yeah, Swan, Swan Districts this yep. week. Yeah, so I think Swan Districts will will get the chocolates. But uh, no, I, I do feel for those boys. I mean, I'm good mates with um, quite a few of them. So yeah, feeling for Fraser, but. Uh, I think Swans will be a bit too good. Yeah, we hope, uh, we wish them well. Uh, when Perth are up and about, the competition seems to have a little bit more zing in it. And then they've got Subiaco and South Fremantle. Huge contest, this one. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing the result of that walking off the park Saturday. But uh, I think, oh, sorry, they're Sunday, aren't they? I'm yep. going to watch that. But uh, I think uh, I think Subi are the best team in the comp, so I don't think they'll be, uh, they'll be getting beaten on the weekend. I think they're two, I mean, they're really, it's going to be a very good game. They're both contested winning sides and they got some really good midfield, but I just think I think Subi will be a bit too a touch of class above, and they'll uh, they'll run over the top. One of the most listened to footy podcasts in the country, in particular, well, they're certainly number one in Western Australia, but in the country is Coast to Coast. Uh, would you like to give a preview yeah, in regards to if people want to to get in and uh, have a listen? What should they be listening to for the show? Yeah, it certainly is one of the premier podcasts going around, Goss, uh, as you well know. But uh, I think this week, uh, Oscar and myself and you engage in one of the great belly laughs of the show <laughs> with uh, a look into a, uh, a bit of a bit of fun between the AFL boys last year across the AFL with the uh, the <laughs> AFL PA Zoom calls in, in regards to COVID and then you know things changing on a whim. And, a few of the boys got a bit sick of it and started uh, pulling the mickey out of Jake Waterman. So that uh, has since filtered through the entire competition. And uh, if you want to have a little listen as to what we're talking about, go on listen to Coast to Coast. It's, uh, that was a very, very good laugh. It was very, very funny. And I think Jeremy McGovern also is a good listener as well. Plays one, game 150. And just the last one for us, uh, Hammer, how does the week play out for you? Uh, we're on Wednesday, as you mentioned. Um, does the weather affect uh, the way the community department at the West Coast Eagles operates? Unfortunately, it doesn't, Goss. We're uh, we're out in the rain, regardless. Uh, the, I think you get to a point where you you know you're doing clinics with 
primary school kids that just want to have a bit of fun and play footy and uh, you just suck it up and they, they do, so you get out there. So <laughs> I've got uh, the day off today and then I'm working tomorrow and Friday. So pretty cruisy looking week. I mean, the weather's pretty good right now. I'm not sure how much longer it'll hold, but, uh, you know, it's a, a pretty relaxing week. Mm. I don't, I'm going to try my best not to pay attention too much to the COVID stuff at uh, the AFL level unless it directly affects us. Mm. Uh, and just you know, focus on a weekend that uh, we think we can. You know, we think we've a good chance this weekend, so we're uh, we're going to try and prepare as best we can. hundred uh, percent. I'm looking out the studio as we see for the first time in a long time genuine blue skies. Are you hitting the course at any stage today, <laughs> Hammer? Uh, I might do this afternoon, Goss. It's uh, it has been. We don't have a dryer in our house, so it's been about two and a half weeks of not a lot of washing being done. Oh, so I know. We'll, uh, I'll probably have to put through three or four of them today. So. <laughs> Uh, I might get on later on this afternoon and see how we go. Good on you, mate. Appreciate the chat. Easy, guys. Cheers, mate. Hamish Brayshaw, West Coast Eagles waffle captain. Outstanding. I think the bloke's got a very big media future. It's about time we had a Brayshaw in the media that had some talent. This is the Sporting Goss.